Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Friends Podcast, man. Thank you so much for joining us. If it's your first yes, time, man, sir. thank you for coming through, man. We appreciate all the listeners, new and old, in between, mm-hmm. man. So, my name is Matt, and I'm here with my co-host. My name is Rod, and this is the Friends Podcast. Make sure you check us out everywhere. We're streaming on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. Also, make sure you check us out on our socials at the Friends Pod on Instagram. Yes, sir. We're everywhere you can imagine. So tap in with us, um, you know, whenever y'all get the chance. But, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I guess we can get into Well, actually, first off, I would be remiss if I didn't uh, mention this. So we got a special guest in the building today, man. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's your guy. It's your man. It's your cousin from the inland, Scoop Ellington, the notorious, the glorious. What's going on, y'all? Yes, sir, man. Ain't nothing, you know, ain't nothing to it, man. Ain't nothing to it but to do it. But we definitely glad uh, that you in here um, so we can have this Dope great conversation. Rapper. Yes, sir. Absolutely, man. Thank y'all for having me, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, so, like, I guess, I mean, just to even start off, like, so how would you describe yourself? Like, if you was introducing yourself to somebody, like, how would you, like, what kind of accolades would you put on it? Like, would you say this, that, or third? I mean, ideally, I'm, I'm really just a human being, man, that puts things relatable things together in rhythmic fashion man i'm i'm here to basically talk about everything that we go through as as black men or just just period man just the average person you know it's not a whole bunch of glitz and glamour and none of that it's it's more so reality rap okay i like that yeah and that's definitely something i noticed about your music like it's very relatable like a lot of a lot of men can relate to it for sure like you know you know dealing with these women and things like that but man yeah, let's uh you know i think we should take it all the way back man so like you said you from uh from the inland from ie yes sir yes sir just kind of describe like what is that like because i was trying to look on the map like on google maps like oh it's like la is right here and yeah. IE right here so kind of like talk about like your upbringing and, and what is ie to you yeah so i mean ideally i'm i'm from the inland empire by way of rancho cucamonga yes it okay. is a real place no it <laughs> yeah. isn't where friday was filmed doesn't even look like that uh-huh. um ideally man of course is it's just one of those things of course la is about let's say about 45 minutes away from me west okay. in a sense and that's where i technically was born so like i didn't move out of la till i was about two and then we moved here you know my parents just being good parents in a sense not wanting to raise me in that type of environment you know based on y'all know what la is you feel me so uh, we moved here, man, and I feel like it was a blessing and it was a curse at the same time because, yes, I necessarily didn't have to deal with the typical L.A. shit, but I did have to deal with a lot of, like, indiscreet, undercover racism. Like, from where I'm from in Rancho, obviously, I mean, it's, it's it was predominantly white in the 90s. So, you know, I had to deal with a lot of a lot of identity issues growing up as well, you know, because it's like I'm literally I have no representation as a as a black person here. I'm surrounded by nothing but white people. So you can imagine what that is. You know what I'm saying? Every time some some break, every time (laughs) some go missing, Mm -hmm. every time it was always me. It was always, oh, it it was them. Yeah. So, you know, but I also feel like it was a blessing as well because I also got to experience another side of, of being cultured. You know, so like I know about skateboarding, I know about so snowboarding, I know about all that, you know. And then on top of that, I still was spending summers in LA. So let me pause kinda, you for a second. Yeah, yeah. Uh so what age did you move to the suburb area? Uh when I was two. 
when I was two. When I've been out two. here since I was two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. So that's like pretty much forever then. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, I, oh, okay. I'm not. I'm not gonna say I'm from LA or, or nothing like that. You know, I had the opportunity, as I was just saying, to spend summers and breaks in LA. So I also got that that street smart element to where it's like, okay, you got to keep your head on a swivel, or you learn those type of lessons just being out there. You know. So that's why I say it's a blessing and a curse at the same time. Right. And I was going to ask you, too, because you said you spent summers in L.A. I was going to ask you, like, oh, so you probably have family that was still in L.A. So, like, where is your family based out of? Is it just like Cali or like out south, you know? Man, west? I got I got family everywhere, to be honest. Like on on my mom's side, like my immediate family, it's a real small unit. So they live in like kind of like west the west la area like the jefferson area of la i don't know if y'all know where that is not for real <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, no. like you know jefferson and smiley is where i kind of grew up but i also had the opportunity to kind of be in the crenshaw district as well okay. like you know over there off of crenshaw and king i had some opportunities to be over there i also had opportunities to be in the jungles inglewood i was kind of everywhere because i got brothers you know that lived in different places in la as well so i kind of was everywhere within la Okay. Can you talk a little bit more when you spoke on identity issues? What do you I mean, mean by that? Yeah. I mean, realistically, think about being going to school with predominantly white people or predominantly Mexican people presenting as white, right? So let's right. say you're, you're out of your graduating class, whatever class you're in, right? Say you're, you're only, there's only two black people, right? And right. ideally, Y'all, they kind of pitch you against each other because only one of you could be accepted in the quote unquote right. cool crowd, right? It's only one token. It's only one. It's really only one. That's really it. So yeah. it's like yeah. me, I'm always, I've always been somewhat of, of a cool guy or just, you know, somebody that can be accepted, you know, versus the other person to where I was always that. But again, I don't have direct representation of myself. You feel me? So I want to be exactly like them. You know, I I don't want to I want to get my hair cut a certain way. I want to dress this way. I don't want my lips to look like this. I want to look like them because that's all all I see. You feel me? So what was that like American Eagle or No, nah, that was this like, this is like the 90s, bro. This is like before any of that jumped off. So that's like the the Lee pipe jeans and the skater tees okay. and all all of that. Like, you know, yeah. I'm trying to convince my mom that I don't want no Jordans. I want some damn Osiris <laughs> shoes. You feel me? Yeah. And she's like, this shit's ugly. Like, what? What you doing? So, you know, it was it was just that, man. But I'm glad I went through it because, mm -hmm. you know, I got to experience that other side. Yeah, man, that's super interesting, too, because um, even like, so like when you would go back and we're going to get off this, cause I don't want to, this is not yeah. going to be the whole thing. But like, so like when you would go back, you know, to L.A. and stuff like that, would it be another just kind of like, damn, like. Like another feeling of like, damn, I'm not accepted because I'm from, you know, what I'm saying that's where I live at. And nah, it was it was always like, oh, you know, that's Scoop, that's my cousin Scoop, but I can assimilate well. So it's like once I get back there, immediately I'm I'm right back to that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm spending summers. So it's kind of weird because I'm spending summers and breaks, and if it's like more than two weeks, I'm developing an accent. I'm starting to talk like LA. I'm coming back, and now my white friends are like, why are you talking like that? You know, like. What do you mean axe? What do you mean core or pork <laughs> or you know what I'm saying? But it's like I'm just getting used to it because that's what I'm surrounded by, you know. So it was never really an issue as far as when I went back because I was always just you know this my cousin or you know this this whoever. So it wasn't really no issues. So let's uh fast forward a bit to when you started rapping. When did that happen? 
man it's it's kind of a it's kind of a long-winded story because like i can attest that when i first wanted to start rapping was when Pac dropped all eyes on me and there's a there's a record on there it's called got my mind made up i'm sure y'all have heard it um yeah and it's 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 a lot of it's a lot of MCs. It's a lot of dope rapping on that record. But that was like my first experience with actually hearing bars. But I didn't know who was who outside of pop. So, you know, kind of to fast forward, corrupt said a line on there, and he said, "I'm the greatest rhyme creator on both sides of the equator." And I just was floored, like, "Bruh, how could you even think to say you're the greatest artist yeah. in the world that way?" Bro, so it's like. Bar. That's you know cool. what I'm saying? Like real, real talk. Like I'm floored. So at that point, like I'm starting to pay attention to actual words versus just being a regular consumer as a kid, just listening to music. You know what I'm saying? Listening to beats. Okay, the hook is cool, whatever. But now I'm listening to actual words. So, so your first introduction was pop. Yeah, yeah. My first introduction, really, realistically, I would I gotta give it to corrupt because I mean it was pop song. But I'm just listening to Pac because he's popular. You know what I'm saying? Like this one, my older my older sisters listen to. You know what I'm saying? But Corrupt said that line, and I was like, damn, like that's that's crazy. So now I'm paying attention to, oh, what did everybody else say? Oh, what are they saying on this? You know? But I still don't have access to music like that. So, you know, I had that album, and I used to be trying to like make up my own little rhymes to it. So that was like the genesis of me actually, you know, trying to rap. And then fast so, forward. So why'd you, why didn't you have no access? I mean, I just didn't have no access. I was a kid, bro. I was like, what, eight? So how oh, am I? How am I okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is 96 yeah, yeah, yeah. at this point. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so yeah. I didn't have access to music like we got access now. And mm -hmm. my older sisters was like the gatekeeper to having CDs. And, you know, they wasn't fucking with me, you know. Yeah. I'm a kid. So, hell I no. LimeWire. Yeah. So, I mean, I, we get there fast forward. But, I mean, at that point, you know, that's when I kind of started. And then, like, I probably say that was probably like eight, eight to ten. Then, like twelve is when I kind of stepped off the porch. My brother had came back from New York, and he was like the coolest dude I knew. You know what I'm saying? He he was in the Bronx, so he come back and he like, yeah, you know, this is what we do in the Bronx. We freestyle, yada yada yada. You know, he throwing a beat, he freestyling, and I'm like, yeah, I low key could rap too. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of I bust a little bit, and he like. Bro, you you really rap? Like, yeah, I could I could rap. You feel me? So that's kind of where it started. But like, for me to be serious, serious about it, because this is my this is my first older brother, and then I got another older brother who was making beats at the time. But we don't really rock with each other. You know what I'm saying? Or at that time, we didn't rock with each other. So my brother is like, you know, Link make beats, and I'm like, yeah, fuck him. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's what type of time I was on. So I guess he went back and told my brother Link, like, yo, Scoop could really low-key rhyme. And he kind of reached out and we connected like that. And that's how we got back cool over music. So I would say, like, maybe four, 13, 14-ish is when I started rapping. I know that's long-winded. My bad, y'all. No, no, that's good. You know, that, that was definitely a good explanation. Yeah, we want to hear the whole story for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. So, like, I kind of want to touch on something you said, like, about Corrupt. Like, he was on that Tupac record. Like, do you feel like that was one of your biggest inspirations or even, like, a thousand percent. now? A, th a thousand percent. Back then, yes. Like, man, I, I wanted to be Corrupt. I wanted to rhyme like Corrupt. Like, I, I went back and I had to really, like, when I got deep into it, I went back to Corruption. I went back to Streets as a Mother and it was just like, bro... 
nobody was really touching him because he's a hybrid. You know what I'm saying? Like he's really from the East Coast, but he came to the West Coast and soaked up that flavor too. So it's like it's the best of both worlds. So I definitely would think he's one of my one of my influences. Okay, well, corrupt. Corrupt was uh, he was from L.A., right? Yeah, he's from. So he's from originally. He was born in Philly, so he was he was a Philly dude. Oh. But then he he moved to L.A. when he was like in his teens. So it was like he was already busting crazy on some East Coast shit. But then once he got hooked up with the right people in L.A., he soaked up that flavor, and it was like a pot of gumbo, you know. Mm-hmm. And so the, where did it go from influences from there? Like, was it all kind of West Coast artists for you? Because I know you're nah. being from the IE. So nah. you kind of spread around to nah, other places? Man. Nah, like I've, I've always been real, real into bars, bro. So it's like, for me, I always wanted to go to like the Mecca of it. So once I was able to actually develop like an actual taste for music and have access to music. So what, what's the Mecca? Man, you gotta say that's the East Coast, bro. Hip hop was born on the East Coast. Come yeah. on, man. Come Bronx, on, I, I can't. Yeah, it's New York, man. We talking about like, the Bronx. I, I want to make sure because some people from California be like, we was like the mecca of uh, music for the most part. Nah, some people don't believe. Nah, nah, nah. It's it's not even about that. I feel like it's it's different genres, bro. So if you if you think about G funk and shit like that yeah that's the mecca like it's it's the mecca where the tastemakers of that shit but if we talking about some just bars real real hip-hop shit bro you gotta go back to the bronx man like you you can't you can't ever disrespect that because without them it wouldn't be us you know what i'm saying and so many other sub genres because without us it wouldn't be a certain other genres as well but yeah so it's it's i was heavily uh east coast influenced like early on Early on, of course. You, Did you take a trip down into the East Coast? Man, I've I've been to the East Coast, but I've never been to the Bronx, bro. I've never been to that little spot, you know, where Cool Herc was at. I've never been there. I always wanted to go, mm-hmm. but it was I was always just moving around too much. Got you. I ain't gonna lie to y'all because I was having this conversation about like just like the the beginnings of hip hop, yeah. like the other day, and um, I think we all know rappers delight by um sugar hill game like don't they they consider that like the very first hip-hop song uh like, i mean put on wax? i mean yeah put on wax but if you go deep into like the origins of that uh one of them i, I think it was big bank hank was actually biting somebody else i think it was grandmaster Cass, if i'm not mistaken so it was a dude from like I think that was on some Jersey shit. Like they they had linked on some Jersey shit, but I think he I don't know exactly where Kaz is from, so I don't want to say he was from the Bronx or he was from Brooklyn. I don't remember, but I know that he was biting his rhymes like somehow, some way. So they kind of attest him as as like the Godfather. But if you think about like the origin origin of hip hop, they say Cool Herc started the whole shit in the Bronx by throwing them parties there. And that's where MCs would get up and bust, and then they would have like little park jams, and it kind of just expanded from there. Got you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't heard a little bit of that story, but even just talking about rappers' delight, like I don't, I don't know, old heads like to talk about how the new <laughs> shit is is fire or is is trash. Yeah. But the nigga was talking about hip hop, the hip. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. So how do you feel about like back rap back then versus rap now, like? Do you feel like I, there's any comparison? I feel like it's you really can't compare it because it's it's evolutionary. You know what I'm saying? Like I said previously, you gotta take you gotta take that to make it this, right? So you gotta think about the type of slang that was being used or the type of things that was going on at that point in time. Like 
wasn't nobody really trying to talk about no real life shit on no records. They went, they was party. It came from parties. It was from so parties. Yep, yep. I'm not gonna jump on a on a mic at a party and be like, yeah, man, my bills ain't paid. I'm fucked up. Nah, <laughs> you gonna be, hey, turn, put your hands up. Whatever, whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? So I think from back then, it started from all right, man. It's a, it's a party record, and then you got. Grandmaster Flash, who kind of came through with the message, and then he was talking on some crazy shit like, yo, it's not all sweet. It's not all parties. It's not all this. And then that transitioned into, you know, everything else coming yeah, down. You get Ice-T, then you get N.W.A., then yeah. you get Gangsta Rap. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So without without that, like, even with Ice-T, because he attests that to uh, some nigga from, from Philly, uh, that Six in the Morning record, right? That's what y'all talking about? Like I never the first- heard that before. So the six in the morning record, which was like Ice T's breakout record, he attests that like he got influenced from a nigga from Philly. His name was Schoolie D. Oh, Schoolie so D. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it kind of all it all comes back to that. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to know where you where you been and know where you going. So I don't I don't think I don't I think it's a different time, and I can appreciate that. But it's like I'm not I'm not listening to it on a regular basis but i appreciate where it was at to get it to where where it's at now okay no definitely um so let's get back into scoop ellington uh i guess i want to talk about just the approach you know and when you approaching your music and recording it and stuff like that um you know i I did notice that a lot of your music is you know you be talking about the women a lot and it's it's, you know it's definitely dope to hear but i just kind of want to see like what's your perspective on like your subject matter and the topics that you speak on like where does that come from Man, it's it's a direct reflection of what I'm going through at that point in time, you know. So like I know like my previous records, I I literally write them in real time. So like if you heard forget I said anything, I finished recording that record. I dropped it on December 4th. I finished recording that record in like November, like late November. So it's literally just a direct correlation of what I'm going through at that point in time. I'm not an artist that can sit on records because my attention span is just like that. So even though I got records that nobody has heard and they're new to y'all, if they're old to me, I'll be off it. So it's like, eh, whatever, I can discard it or I'll release this later. But if I release an album, I directly was just going through that. You know what I'm saying? So like that record was fresh like fresh <laughs> yeah fresh you feel me like damn okay. this is this is what happened with that so my next record may not have anything to do with women at all you know like it just it really just depends on what i'm going through at the time and i kind of wanted to ask like so even just the ways that you speak about women like i mean come on we all know that like you know we know rap music we know yeah. niggas be you know bitch this you know you know what i'm saying like the way yeah, that yeah. dudes talk about women like what made you choose to like not uplift do that. that yeah uplift and just kind of talk about them in a positive yeah, type of like you don't talk about like really breakups or anything it's mostly like love for them and your emotions and i mean it's it's one of those things bro like i got a mom i got sisters i got aunties i was raised by by women so i got a certain level of respect for women but it's they listen? it's more huh they listen do they listen yeah do women listen like your mom and your sister. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like I, before I even drop, like if I got a full project, I'll send them down and we'll have a little listening party and I'll get their direct feedback. Like, how do okay. y'all feel about this? Wow. What you know what I'm saying? Because I feel like women, women are like my core fan base. Realistically, 
And, you know, that's that's kind of it's not a weird thing to say, but I feel like women will support you a lot more than men will because it's a competition thing. You know what I'm saying? Women are really silent promoters. You feel me? Fact. Like they you know, how many times have you jumped in a woman's car and you like, who is this? Like, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying? So they I, I noticed that. So ideally, I, I just make music that that I feel, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes it resonates with women. Sometimes it'll resonate with men. But so that's I, purposeful. And in regards to what? Like how you make music, you make music because nah. you know for a woman? Nah, like I know. feel like I feel like I'm just I'm a personable guy, you know. So I've never really had a problem with with dealing with women, you know, as far as getting my point across there. So it's kind of like I just create to create, you know, and it kind of resonates. But who knows, man? My next project might be something totally different. You know, it might be something that women like, oh nah. I ain't really fucking with, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, kind of talk talk us through the process of, you know, forget I said anything, and before I forget, like, just the process of just writing. Like you said, it's in real time, but, like, yeah. what is it, what is it, what what needs to come together for you to feel like this project is finished? So, to start with, before I forget, um, that was, that was really just a project of me just coming back to music. Like, my boy... Uh, M16 the Great, shout out to M16 the Great. Uh, he hit me in like, when we dropped that in 2021. So he hit me in like 2020, like barely at the end, like when 2021 was first about to, about to crack off. And he's like, bro, I want you to drop a project. And I'm like, yeah, all right, bro. Like I'm always, I'm always curving him. Like, <laughs> all right, bro, I, I'm good for a feature. Like I'll feature on your shit, but I'm not really worried about that. Like I'm already trying to think of other things to do with my life other than music you know i'm getting older so i'm i'm not really focused on that and he like nah bro like i want you to drop a project yada 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 i'm like okay bro for whatever like just get off my phone right so fast forward as soon as the year starts he hit me like with a pack of beats and he was like yo uh studio session in two weeks don't waste my money i don't have shit to record don't waste my money yeah. right <laughs> yeah so I'm like, all right, well, let me just write these songs. You know what I'm saying? But it was it was really just that project was me coming back to music. But I'm not necessarily dealing with the things that I'm dealing with in my personal life. Like I'm being personable about it. Like I speak about what had happened on some on some personal shit. Mm-hmm. But that first album was literally just I was kind of unsure about you know like damn is it does anybody care like will anybody even listen to this like you know what i'm saying you can you can hear it in my voice like i'm really unsure you know and then uh before i forget or forget i said anything i thought the i thought the project was pretty cohesive and it seemed like you put like a lot of thought that's why i'm surprised that you're saying yeah yeah nah it's it's, just off the the one just how you felt and the project seemed like it was in pretty good order yeah, yeah. I mean, we did that as as a team effort, you know. Yeah, like there you, you was had records that excerpts, and you had like video kind of movie kind of things like that added to the beginning. It seemed like like a project like you put a lot of thought into. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I'm, I didn't think I'm, you got through it that quick. That's crazy. I'm a I'm an overthinker, bro. Like I'm my whole thought. I think ten steps ahead. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So when I made the intro, I already knew how the outro was gonna go. You know, exactly. so. If I I kind of feel I kind of feel records in, and then when I'm done or when I feel like I'm done, I got a team to where well kind of listen to it. All right, this is how I think that it should go. 
all right, well, you know what? Let's take this record and let's put it here or let's do this. Like it's a it's a cohesive uh, it's a cohesive cohesive effort, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. on my team's behalf. Because oh, I can't really give my credit for that because it might have sounded totally different if they just left me to my own devices. So right. like when it comes to skits being added, I, that'll kind of be my brainchild. Like, OK, well, I wrote this based off of this particular movie or whatever it was. So I want to put that in to make that make sense. But how it flows, it's a group effort. It's like five, six of us that'll sit there for hours and think about how the listener should experience it. Okay, super dope. Shout out to the team there. And, yes, um, sir. Yes, sir. And you mentioned the skits too. So was that M16 the Great that was on the intro and it just throughout the album just talking yes, about, sir. hey, man, like, yes, you got to get this album. Okay. Yes, sir. So super that's dope. exactly how it went. Like, that was really, mm-hmm. bro, I want you to drop this project. And when we drop this project, we got a plan for this, 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 that, and the third. And I'm just like, all right, bro, yeah, cool. So you're going to narrate, like, your EP, all of these projects, and you're going to narrate them too because this is real time. Like, you know, this these are things that are happening. So- for the second project, man, I was coming, you know, fresh fresh off a of breakup, bro. Like, I didn't really know how to process it. And I didn't really want to talk about it, but I could talk about it on record. So that was like a very, very easy project for me to write because I was going through it. You know, like, I'm, I'm in love with somebody that, you know, it's just a, it's a toxic relationship, but we can't really let each other go. But we don't, we don't want, we can't be together. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I I wrote from that perspective the whole time, but I could never paint her in a negative light. You know, like you were saying, to be like, oh, she a bitch or you know whatever, yeah, because that's yeah. not how I feel about her. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So that's why you didn't really hear any of that. Yeah, it's, it's not wrong with being in love. Yeah, no, absolutely not. I love love, man. No, for sure. <laughs> um and then so let's let's kind of talk about the videos too because we were speaking about um you were talking about the visual aspect of it as well and like yeah so that's one thing that i did notice about your videos it seems like it's very well put together and it's like yeah actual storyline like before like i seen the one where you know you've seen shorty in the mercedes you're like yeah he was like uh you ain't about to do nothing right like yeah yeah i'm about to go how you know what i'm saying it was like one of them type of things right and so like kind of talk about that process is that something like is it the team or is like where's that idea for these videos come from? Man, it's it's a team. It's a team effort. Like I'll I'll come with an idea and they'll piggyback off of it or vice versa. So like everything that I do, I feel like it, it needs to be cinematic. I think about movies all the time. So my visuals need to feel like, you know, an episode of something, you know, or a movie or whatever it is. So I'm gonna try my best to make it seem that way. So I don't wanna just shoot a, a video of me just in a video rapping like that's cool but i want to be as cinematic as possible so like the dialogue and cutscenes and all that that's normally me but it's just like i said a derivative of real life like my man's me and my man's being in that car that's that's a real life situation on a regular basis i'm sure y'all didn't had conversations like that with (laughs) y'all friends like bro you ain't finna talk to her stop it you know what i'm saying (laughs) watch this you know what i'm saying so i feel like that was just me pulling you know reality into into my art got you and um so let's kind of talk about that time in between because i did notice that you dropped do more try less in august of 2012 yes sir and so like in between that time you know between do more try less and before i forget like Mm. what was happening musically was anything happening musically at all (sighs) no bro no nothing Nothing was happening nothing nothing man this is it's like (laughs) was i'm I'm just being real bro like it's I have a love-hate relationship with music. Like, 
I love it to death, but sometimes, you know, it don't love me back. Or if it loves me back, I don't want to love it back at the same time. Like, it's one of those situations. So, like, when I dropped Do More, Try Less, that was literally just me getting tired of people like, oh, you rap? Like, you don't look like you rap or whatever. Or let me hear something. I, I can't stand <laughs> that shit. I can't stand it. Like, yeah. come on, bro. Like, you feel me? So that was just me getting a point across. Like, bro, I really get busy. I can get busy. And when do I dropped that- you do shows? Yeah, yeah, now. Now. Okay. But back then, nah. Nah, bro. Like, I was yeah, literally- I, I feel real disrespected. Someone walked up to me and said, you, you can't rap. Yeah, like, no, nah, because it's like, you know how you be having a conversation and yeah. I don't really like to tell people I rap. Like, that's not really my get down. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. So, like, if 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 it's not, like, on some music shit or we aren't in an arena of music, so I'm not, I'm not just going to tell you I rap. Like, oh, yeah, you know, I rap. Because you always get those type of people that's like, oh, you rap? Well, let me hear something. Right. And it's like, bro, I'm not, I'm not here for your entertainment. Like, I'm not just no, trying I, to prove myself to you. You feel me? Like, I feel like that's a like that's a listen. I'll be like, check it out on Apple Music or whatever. Yeah, Spotify. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah but right. for me, for me, like back then, it just used to get on my nerves because I kicked it with nothing but rappers. You know what I'm saying? So like, if my man rap and you know my man and you hurt, like you've heard of me, obviously because I'm featured on my man's shit. But then it's like, oh, let me hear something. Like I felt disrespected by that, you know what I'm saying. So at that yeah, point in time, clown to you, like, <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. oh, I'm just, I'm here, like, I'm here to entertain you, bro. I'm a court jester or some shit. So I'd imagine you probably got multiple different circles, like, yeah, from yeah, being yeah. in the suburbs and yeah, yeah, moving yeah. around. Yeah. So yeah. like, did you did you have any like favorite white rappers? White rappers? Yeah. Man, of course you got it. You got to put Marshall in there, man. You got to put Eminem up there, bro. Like, okay, you got to you got to put Eminem up there because that's that's really like the syllable God. Like to me, mm, that's true. I I don't think anybody else can put words together the way that he can put words together. You know what I'm yeah, saying? White right. or black, like to to be real. But it's the fact that he's white. That's just like, man, how is your thought process like that? Like, how did you rhyme orange? Like, that's a word that doesn't <laughs> rhyme with shit. You feel me? Like, so yeah. Eminem, Eminem is up there. Um, what did he rhyme orange with? Uh, he said, I'm dumb enough to walk in the store and steal because I stand out like a green hat with an orange bill. You know what I'm saying? So it's mm, like- it, it, Orange, okay. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't oh, necessarily hard. rhyme, but the way that he put the syllables together, it rhymed. And that's yeah. genius to me. Cause it's no, like, sure. you know what I'm saying? Silver doesn't rhyme with shit. Purple doesn't rhyme with shit. But he was rhyming words like that. So, you know, that's uh, Eminem. Eminem for sure. Um, who else? Who else? White, white, white. Man, <laughs> Ain't many. It, nah, it's it's yeah. not. It's not. And if we talking about like influence, bro, then you gotta you gotta throw Paul Wall in there. Um, hard. Yeah. You know, okay. hard. I, I fuck with Paul Wall. You know, I fuck crazy. with Mac Miller. Mac Miller, Mac Miller was crazy too. Mac Miller was crazy. Um, I liked Yellow Wolf when Yellow Wolf wasn't on no bullshit. I fucked with him. I never got well. into him. He was on that country kind of. Rap. Yeah, but, but like before that, like you know, you know how some some of them, you know, and I I mean yeah, them, yeah, 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 yeah. some <laughs> of them will kind of just use our culture to kind of catapult their own agenda. Post so I home. feel like that's where I really kind of stopped fucking with him because it was like he was on some some trap shit. 
originally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pop that trunk or whatever. Yeah, that's you remember? You remember yeah, that? Remember, you know what I'm saying? Your daddy's yeah. caddy and all that. All that yeah. shit was hard. Like mm-hmm. that shit was hard. And then it was like now you kind of want to move on over to this other shit. You gotta relax on Posty though. Post Malone did the same damn thing. You gotta relax. He did. He did. He did. I don't know, bro. He did. I... He did. I mean, bro, bro is a he's a star, bro. Like, don't don't let me say nothing about that. Mm-hmm. But if you think about, man, you got White Iverson and you got the rest of that shit, then once you get comfortable or you gain your notoriety, then you want to try to slip this right. other now you shit. You want to do acoustic and shit. Yeah, yeah. On, and I mean, cool, bro. Art is subjective, bro. Like, don't don't let me say that. You know, I'm not here to interpret what your art is, but you know what I'm saying? You built your fan base, or you did your climb to fame on our backs, and then you gonna not make that same type of music. Mm-hmm. I don't know, fam. You know. So, when you're thinking about your music and the beast selection that you choose, where does that come from? Everywhere, bro. Like everywhere. And and to be totally honest with you, bro. Like for me, if I'm left to my own devices, I wouldn't be rhyming on half of the shit that y'all heard. You know what I'm saying? I like, saw the I, flip I, of uh, Kanye West song from my yeah yeah yeah, yeah off Devil in a Blue Dress. Yeah, that was that was another record that uh that was EP by M16 the Great. You know, okay. like I'm Shout more of a M16. yeah man. That's that's my dog man. That's my <laughs> yeah. brother. You know, what on I'm the saying? Orthodox like, he made that too. Uh, he didn't make that. Nah, he hasn't. He doesn't make beats, but he kind of just found it. You know, so uh, Unorthodox, he found that, and that that kind of just snuck on to that to that record. You know, like that was mm. one of the last records I made. But when he Yeah, that was real different me, compared to like the rest of it. I was like Right, right. I was but like it's this it's, was different. It's a strategy. It's a strategy behind that. You know what I'm saying? So like when he when he presented the record, he was like, Bro, you gotta do this. Before I even heard it, he was like, Bro, you have to do this. And I heard it, and as soon as I heard it, I wrote it. Like instantly. Gave you know, sent it back. He was like, Yeah, we gotta record this. And when we recorded it, it was like, bro, we gotta put this at the end. Like, you know, to make to make it make sense is like, yo, all right, I did all that. Like, I did that lovey dovey, I did that heartbreak shit. But now it's time to get back to yourself and get back to your true element. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that was the whole point behind that. But in between me and 16, that's where kind of the beat selection comes from. But okay. bro is always gonna send me some shit that I don't necessarily like or some shit that's gonna challenge me. Versus me to where, bro, I, I am more of like a hip hop nigga at heart. You know, like I, Jay Dilla is my favorite producer. Yeah, so it's man. like- One of mine too. Yeah, yeah. So it's gonna always going to be something in the realm of that versus him to where he's going to send me records that are, you know, that'll kind of be a little bit more big or a little bit more broadening, you know? So, you know, made, like with Major Moves and Love Is- all those records came from 16 and I argued like, bro, this ain't, this ain't even me. Like I'm, I'm not even that type of rapper, but he like, bro, just challenge yourself. And these, the records that I really challenged myself on are like my most streamed records, you know? That's real interesting too. Cause like you ain't even really want to do that shit. <laughs> nah, nah. Like bro, when it, when it came to love, yeah, it, bro, I'm, yeah I'm going to be real. Like I hated that beat. I hated it. And he was like, bro, just do it. I wrote that record in probably like 10 minutes. Damn. And I was like, man, this shit, man, ain't nobody gonna fuck with this shit. And lo and behold, <laughs> man, that's one of my biggest records. Damn, man. 
that's really some crazy shit. Um, let's let's kind of talk about uh, like so even recording because like you said, he wrote it in ten minutes. So do you write pen and paper? You type it in? Yeah, I'm I'm more of a, a phone guy. But my first record, uh, before I forget, I wrote everything on paper. For real, okay. everything on paper. Like I really had to write that down and solidify that and make that real before I could go back to my phone. Like that was my my process mm. on the first record. So you're just kind of trying to get acclimated back into like the process. Yeah. Yeah, man. The first the first record is literally that. Like I'm just I'm getting back to it. Like I'm I'm rusty. I I feel some type of way. I don't know if I don't know. I'm unsure. You know. So I wrote everything down on paper, bro. I was literally literally in the studio just thumbing through thumbing through shit. Mm, damn, that's crazy. Um, and I kind of yeah. talk about like the actual recording too. Like so, what what you need? Like what's the studio environment? Like you need the drinks, the smoke. Like it's like you need some water. Nah, yeah, that's that's it. That's okay. it. Like my my alkaline. creative is is a <laughs> my creative is a sober creative. So like I don't I don't need to drink. I don't need to smoke. I don't need to do none of that. Like let me just get in. Let me lock in. And my relationship with the engineer is important. Like that particular person has to really understand my process. And shout How out to Mike How many people are you working with? Engineers wise, or what do you mean? Engineer wise, one one engineer. One. Okay, okay. One engineer, Mike West, man. Uh, 16 also plugged me with him. Uh, my first session with Mike, he just understood. He understood everything. Like, all right, bro. Okay, this is this is the best vocal chain for you. Are right, we gonna do drops here? We gonna do this? Like, he's a genius in his own right as well. He's he's a genius in in that itself because like he'll bring to life certain elements of the record that I would have never even thought. So like certain drops or certain the way that certain records start, that's all him. That's all his brain. So you know. That's that's it, bro. Like, you have know? you ever tried to like do that that process yourself, like recording and making beats and stuff like that, or has that never just been like in your in your realm? I think, man. Currently, at this point in time, like I feel like that's something that I need to know as far as at least just basic shit of how to record myself. So I'm doing certain research to try to do that, but I still feel like not everybody is supposed to do everything, you know. So I don't mind outsourcing another brain in order to get the best product. But yes, I, I definitely have beats. Not really. That's not really my wheelhouse. That's more so my brother. So I kind of leave that to him. And and that's that. But as far as engineering, yeah, I kind of have tried to dabble a few times and I'm still doing research to learn. And kind of talk about like, uh, you know, networking and stuff like that with other artists and producers. And I guess you already got your engineer, but other musical people like in, in the IE area, LA area, like what is that like? Is it positive, negative for you? I mean, it's what I what I will say in reference to that, bro, is it's it's like everywhere, you know? It's it's kinda I equate it to like lunch tables in high school, you know? Like sometimes you can sit here, sometimes you can't. It really just depends on what you know, who you know. So mm-hmm. for me, it's not really that hard because the IE is is very close knit. And at this point in, in the game, like everybody fuck with everybody. You know what I'm saying? So you know, production, producers, MCs, it's not really hard to reach people. And LA is you the same. You hate that same. shit, don't you? Huh? You hate that you shit. You said I, like, I hate what, networking? No, that everybody fuck with everyone. Like, nah, no, I don't. No I don't hate, because, no, no nah, because for a long time, for a long time, it wasn't that way. You know, it was a lot of division, especially in the IE. The IE is small. I mean, it's a small place as far as when it comes to music. You know what I'm saying? So there was a lot of division amongst us. And I felt like that shit made us look stupid as fuck because LA already don't fuck with us. Already. 
You know what I'm saying? So they already, you know, think that they better or whatever it is. Are we trying to jock them? And that's not even that's not even where we at. But at that time, like in 09, you know, 2010, 2012, wasn't nobody really fucking with nobody. Like they, everybody had their own crew and that was that. But now it's like, all right, well, yeah, we still got, I still got my crew, but I still, I fuck with somebody from your crew or you fuck with a producer from mine, whatever, whatever. And we'll end up on records doing shit together. So it's a lot of unity now. See, I, 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 don't, I don't really know that whole story there. What's the difference between an IE rapper and an LA rapper? So man, it's, how can I put it? The Inland Empire, like I said, we're, we're like 45 minutes away from them. LA right. is LA is a big place as well. You know what I'm saying? So there's it's the same it's the same situation as it is in the IE. You got different sections that fuck with different sections. They don't really fuck with each other or whatever, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Then you got okay. core core dudes from all of these sections that kind of fuck with each other. That's kind of putting the bridge together. But for a long time, bro, like the IE niggas didn't want to claim that they was from the IE. So it's a lot of quote unquote LA rappers that are really from the IE, but because we aren't even we aren't even unified here to where we we don't even have a sound. We just niggas from the IE. And that's how niggas was approaching shit until, you know, up up to recently. So, you know, it's, who's, it's still who's the, fight the top though. IE rapper though. Like who would you say that came from there? Scoop Ellington. What you, what yeah, you talking man, about? You gotta, yeah, man. You got you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, nah, uh who it's can me. I? Who can I? It's who him. can I really say? I mean, yeah, you know, I, I'm always say me, but um, as far as somebody that y'all would know, uh, that was really claiming, like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the biggest person from the IE right now is Hit Boy. You oh, know, really? Yeah, okay. he's he's from oh, Fontana. He's from Fontana. So that's probably the biggest the biggest name that has really done some shit from the IE, and he's still claiming the IE. You know, but you got other artists. I don't want to put other artists out there that that did the flip flop. But <laughs> yeah. you know, what I'm saying Hit Boy, Hit Boy, and Hit Boy Associates. You know, I definitely would say that was probably the biggest artist. Yeah, that's the only one you really need a name, really. Yeah, Big like enough. and bro, like yeah. man, he got Nas a Grammy. He got Nas yeah, a Grammy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So he was waiting. Shout outs to one. Hit Boy. Yeah, yeah, for a long time, bro, yeah. for forever. So it took a nigga. From the IE to get that man a Grammy, you know what I'm saying? So big ups to the town, you feel me? I think it put a fire under him. Yeah. Once he yeah. got that first Grammy, he was like, word? Yeah. Yeah. Nah. Which is man. actually ridiculous that he never got a Grammy before in his life. Man. Is That's it ridiculous? That is ridiculous. Hell yeah, it's ridiculous. What are you what? What are you saying? That's Nazir Jones. What yeah, what? Jones. what? Okay. What? 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 <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not I mean, bro. Yeah, there's a lot of other rappers who make good music though. I mean, yeah, but they probably got Grammys as well. Yeah, Jay Do got some Grammys. You know, yeah, no, nah, he got multiple Grammys, bro. Yeah. He got a room full of Grammys. Like, you For know, sure. you feel me? Wait, did Snoop have a Grammy? He nope. definitely should have got the off the first nope. one. Damn, man. Illmatic should have got the Grammy, but For sure. To be 19 talking that type of shit, bro. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Come on, bro. But who's doing that this day and age though? Talking like, that crazy, talking crazy no, shit. There's no young artist who's getting a real really like a Grammy. I think, Unless you uh, like Billy Ellis or some shit, like. No, nah, don't. Uh, I think don't Roddy Rich got a Grammy. He might have one. I don't know. I think Roddy Rich got a Grammy. I think Roddy Rich is somebody that really just came out the out the gate and just just nigga went from went from one thing to a fucking planet. 
You know what I'm saying? So I think bro got a Grammy for sure. It's a DJ Mustard effect. It got to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. Man, shout out to Mustard. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's kind of talk about, because you had mentioned, um, like you had said some years earlier, you said like 09 to 2012, and like yeah. you was talking about LA music or just like Cali music in general. And I was thinking like, damn, like around that time, there really wasn't a lot of like popping like Cali artists just in the, in the whole atmosphere, you know what I mean? So kind of like talk about what was that time like? Like, what was y'all even like? Was it J Rock? Was it Kendrick? Like, what so, was it? I mean, it's 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 crazy that you that you say that because it's like for it to be like regional, mm-hmm. it was a time, bro. Oh, like yeah, oh sure. oh nine oh nine two thousand ten two thousand eleven. Like, I feel like with with just the LA music scene, it was crazy. Like, it was crazy. Now, I might have had a different experience from you because where you where you from? Oh, I'm from Michigan. You from Michigan? Okay, yeah. so you from you from Detroit or you Michigan out there that yeah, that way? Yeah, right outside Detroit, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, like around that time, you got to think, bro. Big Sean kind of was was coming coming up. You know what I'm saying? And that was a pretty big artist. I'm sure that was a pretty big artist for y'all, for right? Sure. Yeah. So you got to think, bro. Like in 2000, I say 2010, 2011. That was probably like really a golden era for that point in time because you had. Kendrick and you had all the TDE emerging at that point in time. You still had uh you had Fly Union from uh Ohio. I don't know if you know know about them, but they mm-hmm. was crazy. You had Dom Kennedy coming out. Mm-hmm. Then you, of course oh, you Dom had Ken- yeah. Yeah, oh, you had Dom, you had Dom Kennedy, nigga. This yeah. is 2000, this is 2010. Mm-hmm. Then you had Pac uh Div was, yeah, Pac, Pac. man, man from mm-hmm. AV. Mm-hmm. Uh Pac Div, who else? Who else? And of course like you know, Big Crit started coming. Wiz was going crazy at that point in time. So it was kind of like, but all that was kind of centralized music for the LA scene because everybody was out here. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So yeah. it was it was a good time, bro. Like it was it was for us. We kind of we kind of had an identity at that point because niggas was was sleeping on us for a minute. You know, because after Snoop and them did their thing, then shit went to Atlanta. You know. True. It, was, it was in Atlanta for a hot little minute, and niggas was just kind of trying to jock that sound. <laughs> Everybody was trying to jock that sound, you know. So yeah, man, I, I think it was it was a great time. It was a great time for for LA. And that's the interesting thing, though, because like like you said, that time between Snoop and like you know K Dot and all them, like 2010 and like 96 to 2010, like it's just real. It's a real interesting period. Like you, y'all yeah. had the game, like the for game sure. was hot. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, um, yeah. but I mean, you gotta attest that like that's that's a part of fifty. True. That's a that's a part of that formula. So it was like, you know, it took it took for that to to have a East Coast nigga. You know what I'm saying? Have our machine behind it for it for it to blend. Mm-hmm. But I think that's beautiful, bro. Like coming off of that East Coast West Coast shit, and then you know you got Dre. Cause he, I mean, he tried to do it before with the fucking firm, and you know that really didn't work out nah. for him. So he had a he had another chance, and Fifty was, man, I was just out of this world, bro. Like, you know, to come come out the gate swinging like that, and then to have a run from what oh oh three to like oh six oh seven oh six oh seven. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But to really have a shit on Smash like that, crazy, crazy. So bringing that all. All this back to the present time and yes, what you're doing with your career, your music. I noticed that your videos are from 2021, so and that was off your last project. Yeah. So I gotta imagine you, you're thinking some different ideas for this project. 
Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. So I, I got a lot more visuals to execute this year. Um, I still got to push push both of these albums because I feel like I ain't really pushed them the way that I need to push them. So yeah, we we got me and the team. We uh we got some things that we got in the works as of right now, man. A lot more visuals. You're gonna see a lot more from me, you know, this year for sure. So who shoots your videos? Man, shout outs to my guy, man, Alpha Films. My dog, my dog Julio, Alpha. That's another genius, man. From I, the I feel IE? like I yeah, yeah. Yo, he's from well, yeah, yeah, he's from the IE. Yeah, I was I was about to really disrespect y'all. My bad, y'all. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's from the IE. He's definitely from That's the IE. That's what's up, man. Yeah, yeah, man. But a, a genius, man. Another genius. Another little puzzle piece that I needed to collect in order to kind of further progress. Because that's one person that, again, he can take a general idea and just make it 10 times better. You know? So when you're coming up these videos, I imagine it's a team effort, just like everything yeah. it seems that you do. Mm -hmm. um, what about location? How does that, like come up it's all it's all man no no plans all vibes bro like that's really all how i can describe that no plans all vibes sometimes it'll be like all right well oh i seen the dope i seen this dope place all right let's go let's go scout it real quick okay well shit we could have six scenes here all right we got those knocked knocked out so then it would be like oh well, shit i think that you should add this in here it's it's a cohesive effort you know everybody has yeah. input and all input is considered a thousand percent like even for like the love is video i have like five versions of that video yeah okay yeah like you know a lot of a lot of shit came through like in the 25th hour you know like all that beat shit like that wasn't in there before it was a whole whole other scenes you know what i'm saying and then we decided to go to the beach at 6 a.m one day on like a tuesday and just <laughs> shoot and it yeah. came out like the best you know mm-hmm so it's it's really just cohesive efforts, man. We we really we really review over here, you know. Did you we really? So are was that like uh, was that your man's first video, like working with you, or did he do? Nah, uh, Alpha Alpha has actually done both both my videos. So he did Major Moves and he did Love Is. So like when oh, he God. did Major when he did Major Moves first, that was like he our did first work, time. He did work before that. Oh yeah, yeah. Like this, oh. this is this is a guy that's you know he's he's he done videos. Yeah, like I mean he's done he's done a lot of work for different artists. But I feel like personally, and I don't know if hell attested is or not, but I feel like we probably make the best work together because I give him more creative control or I challenge him more than anybody else. Because everybody else is just like, all right, yeah, let's just point the camera, let's do this. Yeah. All right, dope background, throw it up, pull the guns out. Yeah, but I'm like, bro, nah, like, nigga, we need to do some dialogue here. I want this to be a derivative of this. How can we try to make this the best that we could possibly make it? So I'm challenging him just like, you know, I'm being challenged. So I, uh, Matt had brought up, like, when we were discussing this interview and everything before, and then one of your songs, like, your look is a beanie and glasses. <laughs> is, yeah, yeah. Is that like... Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> is, is is that like <laughs> he was like? Yeah. Is that like a IE look? Is that like nah? Where does nah, that come nah. from? Nah, it's it's really I really just do I wear glasses on a regular basis. So uh, one day I just threw on one of these beanies and just was like, yeah, I like that. That's cool. You know what I'm saying? But like 
it's not always my look. And I hate low key that I said it on a record because yeah, that's everybody yeah. everybody kind of expects me to always have, like <laughs> yeah. if I don't have a beanie on, they'd be like, bro, where your beanie at? <laughs> yeah. For like, for the I listeners, just, I, he is wearing yeah. a beanie in this. I am I am wearing a beanie <laughs> and glasses right now, currently. You know, I know y'all can't see this, but yes, I do have yeah. a beanie and glasses on. But no, nah, it's 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 really it's really like something that I liked at one point and I kind of just do it, but I hate that people expect it because it's not really like a uniform. I'm not a cartoon character, mm-hmm. you know? Exactly. <laughs> I thought that's where you're going for me. It's like a style or... Nah, nah, nah. It's just, it's something that I like. You know, sometimes I don't got my hair cut, so just throw on a beanie real quick and call it a day, you know, just get to it. No, nah, because the reason I brought it up was because I'm like, damn, I didn't even know niggas in, in Cali wore beanies like that because... Oh, I mean, yeah. I've seen E-40 wear them before, but I, I'm like, it's not even like cold like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know? I mean, for us, as right now, like currently... It is cold for us. Oh, for okay, you know okay. what I'm saying? Like it's it's been raining a lot. You know what I'm saying? So like, but yeah, niggas wear beanies on a regular basis. Like this, this is really like it's not a it's not a Cali staple. I'm sure that we we've adopted this from somewhere else. But yeah, the beanie is for sure getting rocked a thousand percent. Like if you, they probably if you ever got went that to like LA, every gas station. You said what? They probably got that at every gas station. Uh, yeah, a beanie. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm probably yeah probably, but yeah, even even if it's like eighty, you gonna see somebody rocking a beanie because it's not really about being warm. It's kind of just a style. It's a style, yeah. Yeah, no, that know? makes sense. Okay, that's good to know. Good to know. Um, so let's kind of close it out here, man. I just kind of want to talk about you know we didn't talk about your whole career so far and stuff like that. I just kind of want to see like you know from your perspective, um, you know from you know back in 2012 you was doing it, and back to like right now when you you know got everything going on like. What do you feel is like the pros and the cons of being a rapper or just even just that title? Like, do you feel like there's pros and cons to it? And what are they? Um, for real, like, I feel like the pro, the pro about it is, at least for me, is this is my form of therapy. This is something that I would do even if I wasn't trying to actually get out there, you know? So that that is the pro. The the con of it is 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 constant like discouragement you know to especially being at the age that i'm at you know what i'm saying some people would be like bro you still trying to rap or you know you still trying to get into this industry and it (laughs) might be too late and you know what i'm saying it's a a lot of stress behind it you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying so like that that in itself you got to kind of just keep pushing pushing past it you know what i'm saying because it's it's really subjective how i actually look at it is no matter what age I am, there's also going to be a million other people at that age that'll relate to exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's that kind of keeps me from jumping off the ledge. You know what I'm saying? From jumping out the window because it's like, bro, it don't it don't matter at this point. You know? But it's it's a hard thing, bro. It's, it becomes harder and harder the older and older you get because you got other responsibilities. You know? You got kids. You got jobs you got girls whatever it is that you really got to focus on as well mm-hmm, so i feel like mm-hmm. that's a con because you don't have the time that you always had when you when you wasn't really doing that type of thing so no, that definitely makes sense um and so uh let's kind of talk about just you know to wrap it up so anything that you want to talk about or that you can reveal that you got coming up any projects videos that you got man stems, we, or yeah, even shows yeah. Yeah, yeah, shows nah. too. Yeah, uh, we we got some things in the tuck, man. We got some things in the tuck. More visuals. Um, I'm gonna be rapping a lot more this year. 
you know y'all gonna see a lot more of me uh i'm doing a, a lot of different shows i got some shows lined up i think in march i'm gonna go on a little college run okay um so yeah i'll be at That's you know dope. some cal states <laughs> out here you know what i'm saying so we definitely gonna gonna make the push for sure man but that's that's really it, man. School Bellington, everywhere. You know, it sounds you exactly dance? how I look. You feel? You said what? You you dance? Do I dance? Yeah. Uh, no. Nah. Kind of question is that? Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> no. I'm of, saying because nah. I'm saying like performing. I'm like some some niggas might it might be a different nah. type of performance. Ain't he dancing and nah. rapping? Like nah, 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 nah. I'm not I'm not one of them. I'm not one of them. <laughs> not at all. I mean, I can dance. You know what I'm saying? I could cut a rug a bit, but okay, okay. Nah, I'm not I'm not one of them. You know. No, no soldier boy type who, shit. Houdini like, type motherfuckers. Yeah, one of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or even Dr. Dre. Like that's crazy. Even we was talking about West Coast shit. Like looking at that that picture of Dr. Dre. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, wrecking crew. crew. Yeah, like, that shit's right. crazy. <laughs> I, I don't know. I kind of hate. I I hate how rappers. Only thing they do is just nod their head and just wave the mic around. It's like sometimes it's, like I wouldn't it's, mind it's, like a rapper performance sometimes. Like yeah, like I mean, it, it really shit. just depends. It really just depends on what type of shit you want. You know what I'm saying? Like. If it calls for that, maybe you maybe you might dance. Maybe you maybe you not. You know what I'm saying? But it's really all about relating to the people and, like and how to be creative. a real MC. You know, like yeah, Tyler Tyler is a great performer to me. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's never a dull moment. But then you got somebody because if you think about like a Jay Z or a Nas, you know what I'm saying? Like especially Hove in itself, like bro doesn't have to do too much because he just commands so much attention. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. I kind of strive to be in that in that vein of of that, you know. Like, I don't got. Well, do I, I, I guess I, I I see you more in a like a Kendrick vein, like more artistic and storytelling. I feel you. Like you have backgrounds. You you say you want to be cinematic. Absolutely. Like the visuals and the people around you. I feel like it makes sense to the story on stage. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So that's that's really where I'm at, man. I I take that as a compliment. You know, I'm always compared to to that vein. You know. Kendrick yeah, I had to put up there to the greats. Yeah, man. You know, Nas is my favorite rapper. So, you know, as far as the storytelling, that's that's where it comes from. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then, yeah, if your word's good enough, you really don't got to dance. And, and you definitely nah, got the lyrics nah, for that. Nah, so, like, you yeah. don't even need to sit up there and cut a rug for real. Yeah. <laughs> if you, um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, nah. But, yeah, yeah man, that's uh, 2023 going to be a great year for Scoop Ellington, man. So, uh, we definitely appreciate, appreciate you for uh, coming through, you know, kind of talking about your story and everything like that. So, um, like you said, it's Scoop Ellington on uh, all, all platforms. Yep. Scoop underscore Ellington. It sound exactly how it look. It look exactly how it sound. Mm -hmm. Follow me everywhere, man. We're going to do a lot more this year, man. A whole lot more. We got two projects yes, or three projects on all streaming platforms right now. Same thing. Scoop Ellington. Not the underscore, but yeah, man. You know, we just out here, man. Trying to trying to do it. Trying to make that push. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Everybody uh, go ahead and follow him. Check him out. Check, it, check his music out, his videos, all that cool shit. Yeah. Don't be a stranger. Man, always, man. I appreciate y'all for having me, for real. Like, man, yeah, it's, man, it's a great opportunity, man. I had a great time talking to y'all, for sure, for sure. Most we dope. definitely going to have to spend the block again, for sure. Yes, sir. Yeah, we appreciate you for coming through, Scoop. But yep. everybody, get out of here, man. This has been The Friends Podcast, man. Thank you for listening. We out. Yep, peace and love. There it is.